Welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. My name is Michael Connell. These podcasts are an opportunity for you to explore for yourself what William is sharing. A long time ago, William shared with me, please don't believe anything I'm saying just because I'm saying it. Explore it for yourself. And that's the opportunity for you to explore everything and anything that William is sharing. Just explore it for yourself. And today, William and I are going to talk about what creates body weight. Hey, William. Hey, Michael. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's such an honor to reconnect and having a lot of fun as always. When we talk about our different body weights and some people uh, can eat anything and are really skinny and some people exercise a lot and eat a lot and some people eat very little and find that their body has a lot of weight that they seemingly can't get rid of. And what does create body weight? The perfect body. Let's just say the perfect mind, body, and aura would be that you eat five almonds, maybe a salad, maybe a piece of chocolate, whatever it may be for yourself personally. You take it in, you smell it, you taste it, you really become present with it, and you're really able to enjoy it. You swallow, the food turns into bolus, it goes down to your tummy, the body processes it. And passes it through with doing no harm. But then we get into a tougher part of why are we eating what we're eating? And number one, are you even hungry? But then it goes from there to break that pattern of space and time of the morning you have breakfast, at lunchtime you have, I don't know, a sandwich or lunch, then dinner time you have dinner. But it's it's all underlying currents of programming, not based on when your body's really hungry, it's more so based on habitual behavioral mannerisms. Now, you go through all that for a moment. And then what I watch a lot of, a lot of dear ones, they're eating by a book. Like, okay, I'm supposed to have a breakfast, I'm supposed to have a lunch, I'm supposed to have a dinner, I'm supposed to have an afternoon snack, late night snack, whatever it may be for you personally. But then you get into the emotional charge. The emotions that start to interfere, like you look at a piece of chocolate. Okay, okay, now there's all this stuff. Okay, well, I can only have chocolate cake when there's something to celebrate. I can only have a dessert for X, Y, Z. I can only do this, do that, do that, do this, based in whatever's going on in my live stream. Or maybe I just eat because I'm bored or because I'm supposed to. Not eating with your body. Well, when you're feeding your body, putting all that food down your pie hole, you know, you look at all this stuff and you say, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Then you get into the emotional levels of what's presenting for you. Are you feeling vulnerable to where maybe a piece of pizza is going to help that feeling go away? Or maybe you're feeling sad and you have something sweet to try to access the pleasure center of the brain. So the pleasure center of the brain can become activated where now everything becomes more euphoric and trying to escape the feeling of feeling empty. 
or sad or depressed, whatever it may be. Because when you get into the emotional component, that is an undercurrent driving factor of what you're doing, when you're doing, how you're doing. And where we take a breath from there to now come back to yourself through the relevance of the now to where you're eating cleanly. That doesn't mean live food, dead food. It doesn't mean veggies. It doesn't mean anything. It's just when you're eating cleanly is where there's no undercurrent patterns nor emotions running the show. So if I'm feeling angry, okay, well, let's order a pizza. Let's do that and the other so I can stuff the emotions. Or if I'm feeling resentful, okay, I'm going to have something sweet to maybe try to lighten the load, access the pleasure center of the brain. Okay, well, that's still very loaded and it sends a lot of confusion into your body. Many dear ones go on very strict, disciplined diet plans. And it's interesting because, you know, as a constant current, they go on a diet plan, they lose 20 pounds, whatever it may be. They may start fentramine or whatever to give them more energy to affect their diet plan. But if there's still that undercurrent of anger, if there's still that undercurrent of resentment, that undercurrent of guilt, well, yeah, it's going to be a temporary fix. Many go on the Weight Watchers diet. Many go on eating with Richard Simmons, on and on and on, Jenny Craig, on and on and on. But the part that always makes it interesting for me, Michael, is why do they go on it, but then they feel trapped by that now to where if they go off it, they're going to put all their weight back on. That's not dealing with the emotional cause. That's dealing more so with what's going into your mouth. But you go from there. Okay, yeah, there's wiser food choices, not so wise food choices. In all reality, sustenance and food, it's all particles of consciousness. So in reality, as particles of consciousness goes, a chocolate cake and a piece of broccoli are really the same thing has different ingredients, of course, but it's still just live consciousness. Many perceive it to be live food, dead food. But even with dead food, you're going to go get a Big Mac. It's going to sit in your tummy. You're probably going to regurgitate. It's going to feel like a 20 pounds of weight, but it's still live consciousness. It's still, you know, what is it? I don't remember the song from McDonald's, but secret sauce and all that fun stuff. But in reality, everything is alive because it's consciousness. Now, it comes to how are you judging it and judging yourself for having it. And even overwhelm, that since the body, you can have the freshest of salads ever and your body's going to hold on to it. I've seen people put on weight just by drinking a bottle of water. It all comes back to the emotional state. So in relation to the body, the weight, even if it's someone who can't gain weight, or super skinny, but it might be it might be out of balance. What I heard is just like you've been sharing about being our true presence, that our true presence is here and within us and it resides in our heart. And it's the emotions, the beliefs, and the judgments that you've used the word cause crustaceans within the body yeah. that are blocking the full expression of our true presence. What I'm hearing is those crustaceans, those judgments, they do get stored in the body. And so those emotions, additionally, they're impacting, they're not allowing the body to properly process the food. Is that what, is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, because you have all the crustated emotions and then you have, okay, I'm going to eat with my body or I'm going to eat with body typing on and on and on. Well, that's great to a certain extent. And the understanding of how your body works is also awesome. But then what is it like to have, whether it be kohlrabi, whether it be a hostess ding dong or a Twinkie, you know, what is the difference? Because it it's where you really start to look at things for what they are rather than all the boxes like, okay, well, I'm a body type A, so I'm going to have lamb, beef, chicken, turkey, whatever, whatever, or I'm going to go into an all carnivore diet, or I'm going to go into all carbohydrate diet or blah, blah, blah. Well, whatever happened to eating with your body? You're breaking down the pattern of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, afternoon snack, evening snack, whatever it may be for you. Whatever happened to stopping, taking a breath, and even asking your body, body, are you wanting sustenance right now? Many get fooled and confused because their tummy is growling on and on and on. Well, when the tummy is growling, what it's really doing is resetting itself. It's resetting the aestheticness. It's resetting all the alkalineness. It's also resetting all the gastric juices. And it goes into all these different states, all these different levels where it's trying to flush and reset itself, meaning go into intermittent fasting. And that's fine. But what that really means is it still comes back to when your body's truly asking for sustenance, please honor it. But also, let's watch our food choices. Are we having a chocolate cake because we want to stuff emotion? Are we having chocolate cake because we want to rebel? You know, where are you really coming from? You know, a salad, okay, yeah, everyone's supposed to have a salad, blah, 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 hypothetically through all the nutritional systems, but not everyone's going to go there. So we, we want to really honor what works and feels appropriate for yourself personally, because now we want to personalize it to where is my body hungry or why am I eating? Am I eating out of habit? Am I eating out of emotion? Am I eating because I don't want to feel what's coming up in my body system? Let's talk about a scenario where you're with a group of people. It might be you know, celebrating uh, your daughter's birthday, a person's daughter's birthday. And because the father, let's say, thinks that chocolate cake is going to add 10 pounds to him. So he doesn't participate. But yeah. at the same time, he feels like he, he's missing out. Totally. And so there's the emotion, boom, as opposed to if in the relevance of the now, like celebrating with your daughter and enjoying what's there. And are you saying that in the moment, just enjoying it, blessing the food, processing it through. You're not even really, of course, at that point, if at uh, most optimal state, you're not even judging the food. <laughs> you are just celebrating in the moment. And the body, you're, what I hear you sharing is the body will know how to process it. Yeah, but at the same time, Michael, what are we celebrating? Are we celebrating the daughter or are we celebrating trying to mimic and be like everyone else? Okay. Brian and I, we host a lot, especially around the holidays or birthdays and things like that. But it, a lot of times, Michael, you've been here. 
there's times I won't eat anything if it, or maybe I'll take a bite of something just to enjoy the get together. But is that being unkind? Is it being rude? Is it being unthoughtful? You know, all these emotional attributes, or is it honoring what my body's asking for when it's asking for it? Because it doesn't take away from the celebration. I'll sit there at the table. I love the communion and camaraderie ship, but it doesn't mean all this other stuff having to mimic everyone else. Because when we get together, I'm celebrating you. I'm celebrating Jen. I'm celebrating our communion. I'm celebrating whatever, when maybe it's the holidays, maybe it's get togethers, maybe it's familial get togethers. Great. And it's kind of interesting, right? Because you look at that and you're celebrating the dear ones that are there or whatever the occasion may be. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny because the occasion is basically, it's a hypothetical reason and reasoning for everyone to get together. But why don't we get together anyways? I mean, throughout the whole perception only in year year, just for the sake of being together. Because that's really what we're celebrating is the togetherness, not so much just the holiday. We're celebrating our loved ones. We're celebrating the love that we share for with our loved ones. We're sharing the love that we express, sharing the love that we receive. But, you know, it's interesting how conditions work and conditioning. Okay, we're all going to get together for Christmas. Okay, now it equals a ham, a turkey, roast beef, prime rim, whatever it equals for yourself personally through whatever traditions you may have, or Thanksgiving or Easter and all these ones, but birthdays and why, you know, it makes me always wonder the celebration you're celebrating are all the beautiful love and the dear ones in your life stream, not so much just to, you know, gorge yourself with a lot of sustenance, especially when your body's not even asking for sustenance. That's it's so interesting to me how much so much surrounds food. You go to a wedding, okay, you have the wedding dinner, you have the cake, you go to a funeral, okay, you have the wake, and then you have hors d'oeuvres, snacks, a meal. You go to get together for the holidays, it's all surrounded by a lot of overeating and food and all this fun stuff. You're happy you eat, you're sad you eat. And can you look at all the emotional correlations? Like they're ones that don't want to put on weight or they're too thin or whatever it may be. Well, there's a whole different emotional attribute there of not wanting to be like everyone else, not wanting to become the fear of becoming heavy, the fear of becoming all this other stuff. So in, in some terms, yeah, that kicks on your adrenaline, which also kicks on your metabolic attributes because you want to pass it through, pass it through, pass it through, pass it through. So that you don't fit into the lump with all the all of everyone else. There's the fear of becoming obese. There's the fear, fear of becoming too thin. Whatever that means. But can you see how all that energy is so embraced around sustenance? And then, okay, if I'm going to love myself, okay, I have to eat this way, be this way, talk that way, talk that way, this way. But it's it's like, huh, whatever happened to truly just being the love that you are? without rules. Whatever you so choose and however you so choose, whether it be vegetarianism, whether it be veganism, whether it be, whether it be, is it something that you really enjoy or is it anti the animals leaving the planet? Is it anti how they're being treated? Is it anti, it's kind of like wanting to stand out in your own right rather than, hey, do I really prefer vegetables 
tofu, whatever it may be for yourself, over animals or over meat. Even now, the meat does not really meat, but it is interesting because if you have one of those burgers, the meat without meat, do you feel better about yourself? Do you feel vindicated? Do you feel overjoyed? Do you feel all this other stuff that you're looking to feel versus, all right, there's a meatless burger. Where's the beef? (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not dissing meatless burgers. You're just having fun. Well, no, it's just that why are you doing what you're doing? Are you looking to try to feel better about yourself through food? Or can you just feel better about yourself because you are healthy, whole, and complete? You're lovable, loving, and expressing love, receiving love. Or can we have that same burger because you honestly just enjoy it more than you may do a beef burger? Right. I mean, take the emotion out of it. There's not a preference, an eating preference by any means, but we've got to remember universally speaking, and I look at this holistically speaking, why has the whole universe offered every delicacy on this planet for all of it for your enjoyment? There's literal things, the body, okay? The body requires protein. The body requires carbohydrates to a certain extent, the energy from them. The body presents... Other times, wheat flour, bleach flour, almond flour, white flour, whatever, whatever. But let's just all step back for a moment. Let's just take a breath. Let's feel within ourselves how blessed we are to have every attribute of sustenance that is on the planet. If you like Filipino food, great. If you like Greek food, great. If you like Mexican food, great. If you like hypothetical American food, great. If you like Canadian food, Food from the Ukraine, the UK, great. They're all there for your enjoyment. Africa, South Africa, Australia. It's interesting, isn't it, Michael, how blessed we are and how abundant we are that we can have anything at any moment, not just sitting back and nibbling on a piece of kohlrabi. (laughs) Or kale chips. I'm not pro or con any of the above, but how blessed we are to have all the different delicatessens and delicacies around the whole planet. What I'm hearing is this transition to being our presence and feeling our presence, and we only can do that in the relevance of now. That's the opportunity for us when we're in that place, we can feel what the body desires. Exactly. It reminds me walking around the streets in La Jolla one time. And at that time, what came out hot and heavy was now we're going to serve lion, you know, like from the animal kingdom. And I remember that very clearly because it's like, okay, well, I'm sure it probably tastes like chicken. You know, everything does. (laughs) But the thing was, why would you go there? Is it, what are you wanting to feel? And a lot of it's like feeling the conquering ship over eating uh, predatory survival from the alpha kingdom in that one, like the alpha predator. But that sense of satisfaction that now you're eating the beast that could easily take you down. And so in same with shark, shark fin soup, blah, 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 all the energy, all the egoic attributes. I'm not saying it's all or nothing. I'm saying let's question ourselves. 
of why we're doing what we're doing or why we're having what we're having. If you have to eat by putting shackles on yourself, that's going to do more damage to your body than it's going to be a compliment. It's kind of like eating by the shoulds, right? <laughs> I should have a salad. I should have, I don't know, um, tofu turkey or, or tofu carved into look like a turkey on Thanksgiving. I should blah, 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 blah. But eating out of shoulds, it's going to mess up your digestion. It's going to mess up how your body processes it. And when it's all said and done, your body is going to store it through the adipose tissue. Wonderful. Those distinctions are very powerful, very helpful. Is there something additionally you'd like to share as we wrap up? You know, if we could step out of all body typing, if we could step out of all boxes, we could step out of anything and everything that you've ever experienced in a body on a planet surrounding food. Because it's interesting, you know, you look at food and you look at why you enjoy what you enjoy. But what is really surrounding that? Is it the celebration that you once had? Was it when you got approval by your from your parents? Was it that time in your life where everything seemed peaceful and uninvasive to where you could imagine having that dinner all over again? But you're not really chasing the food at that point. You're chasing the emotion. You're chasing the love at times when you felt like, Everything was at finally at a state where we were all getting along on and on and on and trying to relive, relive, relive that experience. Was it really about your grandmother's beef stew or was it really about the ambiance in the room when you would all partake? And it's something I really want you to question within yourself because that's where your true power comes from is when you're not being ran by it, you're not being overtaken by it but where you're truly, thoroughly able to fully, thoroughly enjoy what's unfolding in front of yourself. Thank you, William. And thank you all for joining us. This has been The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Please click subscribe. Join us next time. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.